Is this thing on? Nice tea. Are you done eating yet? Almost. Almost there. You, Flatty? I'm quitting. Close. <laughs> Coming to you from a dusty road. Austin, Texas, the live Frisbee capital of the world. It's the Sold Out Podcast. With your hosts, Nice D, Dr. Flatball, and Mr. Wim. Here we are, sold out, season three, episode six. Mm, sounds good, probably. This uh, this episode of sold out is sponsored by nobody because we don't have a sponsor yet. Guys, we need to get a sponsor. Let's talk sponsors. Who would you like to sponsor us this year? Nice tea. Well, I'm. Uh, I think that uh, God. Whenever anyone asks me a question, I just start to look at the things in front of me and, and see if they are <laughs> that's, answers. That's what I'm doing. I got like, lucky. Uh, posters, <laughs> guitars. Uh, who would I want to sponsor me? I, I think I'd like. Um, I'd certainly like a beer company to sponsor us. I think that's perfect. We spend the only money we spend on this gig is buying beer for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So if it were a, a particular beer company, I think I'd say uh, I've been. I'm into um, the. Uh, the Zilker, the Zilker Brewing, right now. Big fan of Zilker Brewing. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. was the one that Bigley said was his favorite? Is across the street from him. Oh, Friends, friends and Allies. And, yeah, friends and allies. Mm, we should get those guys. Also a big fan of Friends and Allies. If you're out there listening, guys. Think uh, maybe, they're listening? Maybe we should go for beer. But the reason why I ask is because today I saw the automatic charge for the fifteen dollars SoundCloud hosting, mm. and I was like, man, that's coming straight out my pocket. We need to put that on a, a sponsored dollar, you know? Last year... Hey, I'll chip in. I'll throw... What are you good for, Flatty? I'll throw in a... Like three, three, four. Well, ye three. listener might notice that after the end of the season, it frequently only the most recent two episodes are available, and that's because I stopped paying it, and, they, you know, it's only the free amount is up there. Right. You're shirking your executive producer responsibilities on a number of levels. One, you're not keeping... The SoundCloud up to date or archiving mm-hmm. them? Yeah. Any meaning? No, they are. I just don't pay the bill. That way, they are still there once we pay the bill. Okay. Well, so you're not paying your bills on time. You're saying? Yeah. Correct. So your credits? In I'm the not shitter. willing to pay the sold out podcast fee in the offseason. So sold out's <laughs> credit is in the shitter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Our credit score is 14. Thanks a lot. What's a good credit score? Like 900. That seems outside of the range. That'd be a fantastic credit score, I think. You have no clue what a good credit score is, do you? Like, really? I just got a credit card in the mail the other day. Really? I'm just starting credit. That's out of boy. <laughs> hey, you should be congratulating me on living credit free. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say a last thing on that, just as a little sold out tidbit. Last year we paid for our subscription, sort of through a sponsorship, but it was really just. I brought Austin's Pizza to the table to sell pizzas at the games. Mm-hmm. They gave 20% of their proceeds last year to the Austin Soul. Patrick and Austin Soul then gave us 25% of that 20%, which paid the sold-out podcast. Deal. You're just, a dealmaker. Just, yeah. just on the nose. But that was a little bit too close to becoming like funded by the Austin Soul. You know, We can't yeah. say things like, fuck the Austin Soul, which Fuck we would never guys. say. No. But we in should fact, get it I'm out. Not, I'm this close to fucking slitting your throat. <laughs> having said it right now. Anyway, well, if you're a company who wants to sponsor Sold Out, if I don't, you're a I don't benevolent recommend it. Sold Out fan with some deep motherfucking pockets, <laughs> and I'm talking fifteen dollars deep, folks. <laughs> Looking at you guys, per in month. The software industry. Oh, per month. Per month. Okay, no, like, that's pretty deep. What about like Matt Hinky? You think he'd donate a little bit? I guarantee he's listening. Make Matt, the call. Matt is such a good guy. He is. He's uh, he's one of the Best guys. 
far as like the spectrum of guys go and <laughs> quality of them, quality of said guys, high up there. For your listener, Matt Henke is Stinky Henke, a.k.a. Kyle Henke, a.k.a. last week's guest's dad. I ran into him at the game uh, this last Saturday uh, when you guys were in the, when the soul were in the midst of blowing the lead. Mm. <gasps> and <laughs> he was in the, he was in like the, what's it called? The, the aisle go heading under the stands, just like wringing his hair, like wringing his hands, just freaking out. And then not 30 seconds later, Kyle threw the, threw that hammer that lost the game. And oh. I only imagine what he looked like then. <laughs> I'm not sure that that lost the game. He was stressed, but he was still a great guy. Like you said. Yeah, I mean, he's the kind of guy who would maybe just throw a couple bucks our way, you know? That's right. <laughs> P.S., what is that thing called, that little tunnel in between? I just want maybe an atrium? Atrium? No. I think an atrium's a little fancier. Yeah. That's like a... All right, let, let's bring our guest in. What's the... Yeah. Here's our first question. <laughs> oh, yeah. For, hey, come on, Definitely Andy. our most academic and erudite. Is that the right word? I'm going to try to use smart words tonight. Today. It's a word. What is it called, the, the walkway that goes under the stands? I'm a little shaky on my stadium design terminology. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll have to concede. Yeah. I did not brush up on that before I came over. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say causeway. No. No? Mm, a causeway yeah. is a road. That's a bridge. It involves a water. Wait, a wait, 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 wait. A causeway is a bridge? <laughs> Wouldn't it be? I think yeah, it's something I that goes over water. Is, yeah, it goes over water. It's, oh, I thought it's you were like close. A, but I think it's, it's a, a something way. Breezeway? Got a very breezeway, right? No, it's not very... I wouldn't say it's too breezy. It's too... No, it's it's, it's, it's kind of too cramped and narrow. And also ways, things that end in way, they sometimes have a little more length to them. This is just a short little nub of a... Just a tiny tunnel. It's, it's just an entryway, no? No. No. <laughs> it's the... Oh, I was going to say causeway just now. <laughs> See? Um, it's probably, maybe it's some... You're right. Maybe it's some Greek, Greekish word. Greekish. Not, wor not atrium, but something like... Aqueduct. Aqueduct. I think oh, it's, it's got to be aqueduct. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you can't tell just by the, the tenor of his voice, tenor, it's another one I'm working in here. Timber? Uh, Timber. Timber would also work. Mm. Uh, our, our guest on today's sold out podcast is none other than Ethan Pollock. <sighs> Thank you guys for having me. So I know this is radio, but there were like glowing halos behind <laughs> each of their heads when they yeah. were doing that. It was you pretty bet amazing. There was. That there definitely were. had like a monkish chant vibe to it. Uh, trivia, nice D. What's Ethan's number? I've never had to text him, so I don't know. What no, his, his number on this back. <laughs> oh. He plays for the Soul, the greatest team ever. Oh, fucking. <laughs> Jeez, man. You don't think I know his number? Nope. Mm. <laughs> because. Sure don't. It's uh, he knows, it's, his, he knows his number. You know, everyone knows it's not one. No, that'd be foolish of him to. That have would be who, Doctor Flatball? <laughs> of course, that's yeah. Cecil. Come on, formerly. See, here's the deal. Yeah, why, here's John the Cecil. deal. Why I don't know many players' numbers. Because you weren't far off. Really? Correct. I know. Well, it's Are two. You two. It's two. No. I mean, no, we didn't. Well, we didn't sure, that. it's we not. We're seeing if you knew your number. <laughs> Thanks for keeping four. me on my toes. Four. Clearly number four. eleven, right? Nineteen. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> wow, whammo. To be fair, these aren't easy. They, a lot of guys have changed numbers over the last couple of years. We've got guys like wheeling and dealing in the offseason to get somebody else's number. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying you had two guys named Wheelin and Dealin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a millennial but ass you, name. We might you, be if we had to take another Nashville trip. Who knows? That's right. <laughs> oh, nice. But you have been 19 your whole career. We should have known. Yeah. Sorry. Who's number 11? I don't know if we have an 11. 
There are some stories I've been wanting to know because I know Tank doesn't wear 18 because Grauman, who didn't end up playing, wears 18 because he's a fan and protege of Tank. So Tank went with 45, and he alluded to having a good story behind it, but he didn't tell us. Do you know the story behind Tank's number 45? I don't know 45. I've checked in on Jared's 14. What is that about? Um, I can't tell you anymore. <laughs> it was a good reason. Um, Kieran hasn't. Kieran also had to change the number um, coming out of retirement because somebody you know That's younger right. had mm. it, um, and his I think had something to do with Revy's birthday, uh, which was legit. Um, what was his old number? Who what 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 cockamamie son of a bitch wouldn't give Kieran back his number? <laughs> that's the Very real true. question. Yeah. That's what we need to know. I used to know his number was dang. Anyway, there's so much to cover here. I mean, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the game, this most recent game, and where this no. frisbee talk? <laughs> no, I'd prefer not to actually. I want to get into uh, Ethan as a, a person. Oh, I want to get to know you on a deeper level. I want to know your biggest fears. <laughs> I want to know your your aspirations. I want to know about your family. I want to know the last time that you shit your pants. <laughs> let's well, start let's, with that, actually. Let's start with that one. Let, let, let's get the things out of the way that we know first. We can go around a little bit, bing, 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 what we know first. Man, we and were then we, can have we were them. this close, Flatty, no, but then, learning but no, about his pants no, shit. But then we get to the pants shit. Okay. All right. So let's cool. just go you know, around the horn. Nice to give us a fact that we know as fact about Ethan Pollock. Okay. Okay. He's got a fluffy dog, little fluffy dog. Very adorable. Very adorable fluffy very cute dog. dog. It's oh. a beautiful dog. It's a great dog. Look at us, fluffy dog again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, uh, and uh, do you want me to keep going? No, no, it's one fact. Flatball? He attended Cornell University or University of? University. Cornell University. University of Cornell University, <laughs> where he was extremely smart and majored in a thing. About <laughs> government? Mm -mm. That's that's a deep cut. That's, that's a good deep one. Cut. Is it government? Government and philosophy. Oh boy! What what year did you graduate? Twenty ten. Okay, twenty ten. Wow. Makes wow. you thirty years old. Just a boot. Dang, you're solid. Boot. Ten years younger than me. Shit. <laughs> uh, my first Ethan fact: You played for uh, Johnny Bravo for a while. Two years, yeah. How'd that end up happening? Uh, I was living in Colorado. Okay. Did you yeah, play with Jeremy Merker? I did. Uh, I've played, yeah, he was on the team. He was just a, a wee lad back then. Um, we led Merker? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he was, this was, be, he, he wasn't quite as big a deal back then. Um, already, already a, you know, scary good player, but. Do you got some of those buttery biscuits delivered in the, in the deep space? Mm. I'm trying to remember if we played on the same line. Um, probably. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking yeah. like 2011, 2012, 13 yeah. era, right? 2011, 2012. So you missed the whole double wide national championship run. By a nose. There was a, uh, speaking of, of biggest fears, um, so, you know, I won the double wide one in 2012, right? <clears throat> and then um, that was my last year on Bravo. And they actually, you know, we played them at nationals that year. Um, and it was a pretty close game. Like you, you can you can dig it up on YouTube. There are a couple, couple points where, you know, it, could have gone either way. Like we were, we were in it with them. Um, we being Bravo at the time right. in it with double wide. Um, the following year, you know, I switch over, right. I joined the, you know, past year national championship, double wide team. Very proud of myself for making that team. Um, and then, you know, Bravo goes on their big run. They beat 
us in quarters oh. the following year. And I'm walking around the hotel room because this was like the first year that they put semis on ESPN. Um, and we're, you know, drinking ourselves into a, you know, coma. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, does. Bravo was playing, I think it was Ironside in that semifinal. And it was, it was a close game for a little while. And, you know, Kieran looks up at me. He was like, dude, what do you do if Bravo wins this year? (laughs) (laughs) Do you just end it? (laughs) Did he mean your life or your Frisbee career? (laughs) I've never followed up to to ask. (laughs) Wow. You just end it. They did end up winning that year, right? No, they won in um, the following year or the year after. They brought in Kurt and Brody and um, a bunch of guys. Goon squad. Pushed them over the top. Fucking goon squad. Uh, Moving on to the next Ethan fact. Hug, what do you got? I mean, nice day. What do you got? Um, he's a he's a, a I would say an avid disc golfer. Getting there, yeah. I, I I aspire to avid. Okay. Um, favorite disc golf course in Austin? Ooh, Circle C is the home course. I'm down in a seven eight seven four five, oh. so that's not quite as uh, exotic and far away as it is for most folks, and it's it's a great course. All right, and it's one of the best in the town. Right. Yeah. Generally speaking, you got two. So if you, you guys ever ever get over to Disc Nation on Slaughter? No, I've, I've no. been in. Man, that's the best store in the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. You guys want to go? Should we pack it's, up and go? <laughs> I don't take it I'll okay, never okay, say hey, no we'll, to Disc. We'll Nation. be right back. Um, so Disc Nation has they give out this map, this Disc Nation branded map of all the disc golf courses in Austin. I don't know if this is an official designation that a disc golf course can have, but there there are two champion. I made air quotes radio um, <laughs> champion disc golf courses in, in Austin. One of them is circle C. The other is Roy G. We play Roy G a lot. Mm. Roy G. Where's that one? Guerrero. Um, just out on like Pleasant Valley, just south of the river. Riverside. The Riverside Community College branch. Oh. Right in that Riverside golf course. Roy G. Guerrero Park. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You Dr. fucking work for them? I work for the Austin Duck Tours company. So, yeah. <laughs> I you would make a great <laughs> duck tour captain. I would, I would fucking love that. They would get no actual facts, but they would really enjoy <laughs> themselves. Make up so much crap. It's more, it would be more quack than fact. <laughs> Damn. I got my brother on it. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you got any more? Ho- I mean, not hollering. That was my fact. My fa- I'm skipping you because I just blew it. Hollering claims you're his best friend. He would He would claim that. Oh, no, I, I, that's I, I, I love Jason. Jason's my dude. He, uh, he, he works his ass off. He's one of the only guys I can get up early enough to, to come run, you know, at the, the crack of dawn when it's still cold enough to run out here. Really? Um, yeah. No kidding. Wait, I heard that there's a... But for him, I heard that there's a uh, really oh. early workout. <laughs> <laughs> Flatty just <laughs> exploded his brewski. It's okay. The, the studio floorski. Not the first beer spilled in the studio floor. I got most of it in the, my belly. The carpet is green, and people think it's a carpet, but it's just rancid beer. Not true. <laughs> I get in here on my hands and knees and clean it. <laughs> anyway, really? anyway, what were we saying? What were we just talking about? Uh, early morning. Early morning workouts. Early morning. Oh, yeah. Wolf said he does track workouts at 3 in the morning. Uh, out of 3 might be a exaggeration, but he's up early. I've heard 4.30. Uh, my my good friend and teammate, Tom Atchity. You're playing on Moon Tower? Yeah, I'm playing on Moon Tower. It's my favorite ultimate team in Austin. Oh, I knew I'm like you. Um, 
it, he goes way back with Jared, and he's been working out with him in the morning. He said there's some 430 workouts going on. Nice D is proposing we do a skit where we go and yeah. do the 430 workout as a sold-out skit. I don't know, though. Hmm. If we went the distance hmm. and did it, and it looked real, and I think it would be compelling content. <laughs> I think the only way I'm going to be up for that is if I haven't slept. I yet. know. I was going was to say. Like, we need to stay up all night. All nighter. Yeah. Can, I, can I give you guys a pro tip for this one? Yeah, yeah. So if you're going to show up at 4.30 in the morning... You should do one, you should do two things. Go can. You should take Jared's pre workout. Do you guys know what pre workout is? is pre workout is like basically a crushed up caffeine pill with like some anabolic steroids, I think. And <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You haven't if you, you go pre before? If no, you go to uh you go to any gold shim in Austin, you say pre workout, you'll have a bunch of like really, you know muscly dudes and tank tops coming up to you asking if you have any. They always um, have awesome names like <laughs> but like with three exclamation points afterwards. Wait, wait, wait. Explode time, with two X's. Are you, so you guys take serious? Explode. Yeah. yeah, this is the thing. You got to get jacked up for the workout. So you guys have to take the pre-workout, and you have to make sure Jared takes twice as much pre-workout as he otherwise would. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be okay. Now we're talking sold out. That's, that's fuck. You know, yeah. EP gets it over there. He gets what it would take to make a great sold out thing. Yeah, I you know what it takes? Anabolic okay. steroids and caffeine. <laughs> I don't know, flat ball on a pre-workout. I don't know what would happen. Me? <laughs> hmm. uh, I've taken it before. I've taken it before a tournament, and it is awful. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, especially before ultimate. That sounds fun. What's awful? Oh, about you it? just uh, you ever have you ever drank so much coffee that like you feel sick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's guaranteed you're gonna feel that once you're like on the field. You are unstoppable. In your own mind. To get past the heart palpitations. Yeah, yeah, but you can feel like your chest just like shaking. In wow, here. this is great. Is this also a pre-game routine? I'm sure for some guys, yeah. Wow. It's like the heyday of greenies, quote-unquote, in baseball. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but... What is greenies? It was this widespread in baseball. little methamphetamines. They just call them greenies in baseball. And everybody would take... I mean, 162-game season playing every single day flying. I mean, you know, those are whatever... So they had to take greenies a Did lot. you ever take a greenie? I didn't. I took a steroid once by accident. Really? I did, Oh, yeah. what happened? You get a Noth boner? Nothing. <laughs> the, the opposite. Oh, the opposite? Got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so naive. I did the same. I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Wait. I would love to know who takes pre-workout before the Soul Games and then compare who doesn't. I, I don't know if anyone's taking pre-workout. You, you got a lot of guys going heavy on caffeine, not just on the soul, but, you know, that's a widespread sure. yeah. ultimate thing. That's that makes fascinating. Sense. I never thought to do that, not even once. It's a performance enhancer. For sure. I mean, taking it back to baseball, it's what, like, uh, Trevor Hoffman, Major League Baseball Hall of Famer, I guess. This of course. Point, he would drink up to, like, 40 cups of coffee through the game. What? Uh, yes. 40? Our brother, confirmed, who's a baseball writer. Is he writer. still alive? Still alive. Die. Yeah. He's just drinking coffee no throughout the entire game to get out there. 100 mile hour fastballs done. You know, 10 minutes later. Wow. Oh. Anyway, well, that maybe we should try that. I think that would be yeah, really Yeah, okay. Fuck it. Let's do Jewel, Jared Wolf's Jewel. <laughs> Let's do Jewel's workout. <laughs> Let's do Jewel's, whatever that is. So uh, th those are basically all the facts that we know about you, I feel like. Uh, That's it. That's all there is. Uh, you work at Facebook. We also talked about that. You're also tall. You probably get sick of hearing about all that dumb shit. No. Uh, you know, I was curious how many yards you cover when you lay out, like just lay out on the ground 
on the field. Like I just fall down straight yeah. forward? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is just height plus, you know. Height. Plus your arms spin, and stuff. Right? What is that, though? Uh, my, my barometer is a basketball hoop. I get up to about nine feet, I think, just standing straight up. Wow. So can you dunk? No. Uh, <laughs> can, you I, I sure hope so. I, have, I haven't tried in a while. Nice. But you have dunked. Yeah. What do you like dunking more? Basketballs or donuts? Mm. Or, or <laughs> dunkaroos. That's a trick question. <laughs> or, or fine. We'll throw in dunkaroos. Yeah, like thank that. you. I haven't thought about Dunkaroos in five years. Are they those cookies? Uh, those the cookies? Yeah. They were With cookies. that weird radioactive cream. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And they're shaped like kangaroos, guys. Dunkaroos. Thus, Dunkaroos were born. Back uh, So back to Waymo's initial question. When was the last time you shit your pants? <laughs> oh, I'm not. That wasn't a Waymo. That was a oh. flatball question. What did I say? Yes. You said Waymo question. Sorry. So Taking many, all the credit. <laughs> Somehow these nicknames are getting out of control. Yeah, okay. Actually, let's play a game. Let's wager... Who in the room shit their pants most recently? <laughs> and then we all have to oh, this is own where up. It goes down. <laughs> this is where the podcast really goes down. So this now. isn't fair to me because I, I'm a little younger than you guys. So. <laughs> That's true. That's no, true. I'm the, I'm young, the youngest. Then. I'm the youngest. How old are you? How old are you? 29, 28? 29. How long? I'm 29. 29. I'm 29. 29. So you're 88 birthday, 89? 89. 89. Okay. Early 89. You were late 88. Yes, sir. Okay. So that's on research. Okay. I mean, does a shark count? Yeah. If there was... If there were poo <laughs> particles discharged, <laughs> and we lost half the listenership, <laughs> <laughs> poo particles discharged. Okay, I'm betting. I'm betting nice D all the way. <laughs> Definitely nice D. Uh, I want to. I want to bring here a little frisbee talk. We are a frisbee podcast. Uh, I would like to know, Mr. Pollock. Do you? I know you're tall. I know you can get. You can rule the deep space. I've seen you play a lot, though. Do you fancy yourself, in your mind, uh, more of a handler-thrower no. or more of a, a deep cutter? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a deep cutter, to be sure. Um, what winds up happening a lot with me is, you know, it's there aren't that many Frisbee players that you can walk up to. Like, let's say you go out to, you know, pick up and you're looking at seven brand-new guys across the line. Yep. Most of them are, you know, 5'10 to 6'1, right? Same body type, skinny, white dudes running around playing ultimate for the most part. You're describing the three of They're us. Literally, exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, so, there, you know, there, it's pretty rare that you can look at somebody and be like, oh, I know what that guy wants to do, yeah. right? Um, it's pretty clear what I want to do. Um, just by virtue of body type. So even teams, you know, even before you had like scouting, um, you would be like, oh, we got to back that guy. Um, So you get backed and what winds up happening, what has been kind of like the story of my ultimate career is like I would, you know, make my money catching unders, right? And, you know, getting the disc to the next guy because like I'm not the fastest guy out there, um, but I think people give me like a, you know, two to three yard head start. So, um, you know, I, 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 expect the reason for your question is that I catch a lot of unders. I find, I want my, I find up, I find myself in the handler space, like more often than somebody my size maybe should. Um, it's, it's free a lot of the time. So I take it. That does make sense. Well, plus you have the Hmm. throws, like you have a really reliable lefty backhand looks like. Love that throw. Got a little bit of like an air bouncy break. It seems like you can break the mark pretty easily given your height and throwing skill. You know what? I'll never forget those, those dipshits from, uh, Jacksonville kept saying, it's like the second game we ever did is sold out. Uh-huh. And they kept saying, whenever you got the disc, they said, not a thrower, not a thrower. <laughs> fucking. I feel you, dude. I feel you. Did you develop that lefty backhand 
intentionally for any reason or it just kind of came, you just happen to have a particular skill with it? Um, so you use a lot, that's why I asked. I've noticed you're using a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the lefty. So, you know, I, it's one of those throws. That that space it can be hard to hit with a not lefty backhand. So the one where, like, if you're getting force flick and you kind of want to just throw something touchy up the line, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of like a really hard throw for a righty because you're either throwing, like, a really touchy, like, high-release um, flick to get that I.O. shape on it or um, you're just kind of, like, lasering in. The, the Oyo, the outside in, inside out flick, which like hits somebody in the chest and you can like jam it in there. Um, but, you know, it bounces off people's chest a lot. Yeah. Whereas the, the lefty, you can just kind of like float out to space really nice. Um, so, you know, you throw enough of them. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, I love it. Wait, what's the, uh, what, what were you saying that the OIIO? The Oyo. Oyo. Somebody, what? So that's like a that's like an OI to the inside out space. So like, let's say you've got a flick mark on you. Wait, wait, um, wait. Let's say I really need to visualize this. Stuff. I got <laughs> so let's say that the end zone is in this is that glass. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. I don't. Where are you on the field? I, I'm here, sure. Okay, and where you're throwing where? I'm throwing. So there's a flick mark on me. I'm throwing an outside in flick to the left side of the field. So the guy's coming in what way? He's coming yeah. that way. This one, dude, instead of throwing like this one, he's throwing like that one to break the mark. Oh, that's a tough. That's, so that's let me not describe a pretty thing. To the listener, think. what happened? Uh, uh, Ethan said some words. <laughs> nice. D sat here like he had just been punched in the face. And then Whammo got this, up. This gets and, cut too. And huh? acted out uh, uh, what happened with the words that you said. He acted out the words. Accurately, Nice D looks like he got kicked I've been, in the face. I've been miming, I've been miming things for, for Nice D for however many years, Hope. For many years. He's been alive. Yeah, but uh, I think you've got the gist of it, yeah? Yeah, I, yeah, I got okay, it. Okay, good. My second Frisbee-related question is we've heard on a previous pod from, uh, can you say his name? The coach. Which coach? The, our oh, coach. Our, our coach. Oh. All right! <laughs> Please welcome distinguished ruler... Of the Soul Army, the Honorable <laughs> R.H. Bigley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so, nice. So when we had him on the pod, he said that, that I asked him if they call what he calls, if he gives the O-line a direction. He said, you run the O-line. Can you give us a little backstory of how you ended up in that role and what you do actually on the O-line to make, like, what kind of calls you make? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that's strictly true. I think that, like, we've got a bit of a brain trust. You know, you got a, a lot of years of Frisbee experience on that line. Like, you know, we, I lean on Max a lot. Max has been kind of running the show um, for a couple of the last last games when I was out. Um, you know, Tank is obviously a vocal presence. Same with Jeff. Um, it's a tremendous luxury to have guys that are, like, that good at frisbee and like know that much about the game um but yeah i mean biggs is pretty pretty hands-off with us like um for for all the reasons i mentioned just like the guys who are out there kind of know know what they're doing so do you think like i could coach this all yeah (laughs) (laughs) now that you know what an oeo is (laughs) yeah for sure i feel really equipped yeah My, my quiver is full what's your first move you'd make as a soul coach I'm just saying right now that Bigley's like crying and. In, in <laughs> oh lap. no! I didn't mean to. T- I would take his. Yeah, you did. I mean, well, yeah. What else did I mean? Sorry, Biggs. I'm coming for you. Uh, I would. I would. Uh, I would have a, a more snacks on the bench. 
<laughs> We're not allowed to have snacks on the bench. Oh, right, because the... House Park. House Park, yeah. Flatty got ship. in trouble for... They yeah. enforced that on you guys even? No. Oh. I mean, yes. I was oh, going yeah. oh, to say, because yeah. we nah, saw Nick. Didn't Mick go buy some Skittles from the torch <laughs> like right before the game? <laughs> yeah. Yes, full uniform. In line. And he waited in line. He didn't be like, hey, I got to get back to the game. He just went and waited in line like a gigantic... There's like a kid in front of him. Right. There's nothing. There's nothing more illustrative of where the sport is <laughs> you know <laughs> oh there's a six eight player in line getting skittles behind <laughs> the fans <laughs> in his cleats <laughs> or six seven whatever six six how tall is the guy a million feet he's fucking huge makes a big boy yeah speaking of the height there was one question you guys have three people who are over six five mm. is that correct i think so nice d can you name them we got the man himself. We have. We have. I'm going to use Wildcat's voice. We have in this corner one that has come from the deep basement cesspool of pickup into minor, minorly successful club teams and finally into the pro stratosphere, Mick Walter. We have okay. I'm gonna finish all that stuff, and then we have Josh. Big, yeah. And then we got uh, what's uh, who else would be? We're hollering. We were just looking for three. Just looking for three. Three. Maybe Cecil's probably like six three, right? Holler's probably six four. How do I I get the the outtakes, by the way, from the Hollerin episode? No, not the like the cat episode. Oh, those those are in the vault. Oh, (laughs) oh man, yeah. I could dig those up for sure. Sweet. Could you? Yeah. You know where they're at. I should, yeah, yeah. Man, we can we can maybe dish out for uh, the person who gives us a fifteen dollar a month sponsorship. Right. The unedited. That's what you get as a package. That's genius. Yeah. If I were you guys, if I were really trying to to up the subscriber count, make this thing pay for itself, um, you go. guys do like thirty seconds of that episode that never made the air at the end of every of every every podcast for every new fifteen dollar donor we get. Just do you it. get just 30 get more seconds. Wow. Or you a do it Zodiac cat. style and you like mail physical cassette tapes to new <laughs> oh, subscribers yeah. and you make people like splice it all together. Oh. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. Yep, yep. Wow. Oh, yep, yep. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. 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 We are on to something here. Fucking A. Um, Man. So who knew that our inspiration would be the Zodiac there, killer? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot we could do with that. We could have like an invite only party where everybody has to like. You know, almost like a silent disco. Everybody has to listen to it on headphones. You know, and everybody's like, hey, "You're listening to it." On- <laughs> or Ooh. check this out. <laughs> oh, that is funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> we all cue it up individually. Wait, wait. I'm, 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 so I'm spinning with ideas right now. I love now. that visual because silent discos are hilarious. Like they you take really the headphones off, and people just look like maniacs. And I'm just imagining yeah. people listening to spoken word. Oh, like can we do it? Can we do like a national park? Tour where uh, there's <laughs> there's placards with numbers on it, and you walk up to a placard in the yard, and you're like, <laughs> and press number press five on your player, and it's Wildcat being like, I fucking hate Tank. <laughs> 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 Except that's everyone. That <laughs> yeah. Oh man, <laughs> you could do a whole whole thing with Wildcat's things, inappropriate things he says, such as you're gonna have to edit this out, but I ran into them at Blues in the Green. Walsh was there. Can we uh, talk a little bit about the Irish guys? Yeah, let's. I'm curious about them. Here's my experience with them so far. Uh, So, at the aforementioned Blues in the Green, 
the honorable, just say Orange Bigler shows up on his bird, and Stevie, not on the soul, but soul friend, shows up with the, his little bird scooter and a cooler of beer. And then one of the Irish guys shows up, totally hammered. Which one? The the blonde one, the taller one, Sam. the one who, the one who didn't play in the game. Yeah. And I meet him, and he immediately says, "I'm the best player in all of Ireland." <laughs> and that was he said. <laughs> wow. I was like, "Whoa, dude!" I was like. But you weren't the one who played in the game the other day and got that great day. He's like, nah, he sucks. I'm the best player in all of Ireland. I'm the college player of the year and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then he went further down a ridiculous path. And then he recognized me and said, wait, fucking sold out. I can't do this speech. Fucking sold out. <laughs> you guys are fucking hilarious or whatever. It is. That's a uh, spot on Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the deal with you guys, with those guys? Now that you've met them a few times, which one's the best player in Ireland? Oh man, I I have no clue. I know n- literally nothing about Irish Ultimate. Come on, of pick a favorite, guys. <laughs> I mean, Ferdia played. Ferdia played well. Um, Sam, you know, did not play, but he came to one of my crack of dawn workouts the other day. Did he? Worked his butt off. Yeah. Okay. So you know, they're they're both in my book. These guys live above the bars on West or East Sixth. Oh man! Those guys? Yeah, they found a, a dirty. They found yeah, dirty sixth. <laughs> that oh, is fantastic. Shit. I said, "You guys have earplugs." Says, "No, nah, we just fucking drink until we fall asleep." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, dude!" They are Irish. Holy I know. Shit. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that Ferdia guy did. He like threw away his first throw, and then he made a pretty great D and seemed to do some other cool you stuff. Think he threw a score. He threw a score. Do you think they're going to be on the roster more, or like, what's the deal? We have three more games. What's going to happen? What is going to happen? Stay tuned for next week's episode of, <laughs> of what's going to happen. happen. Well, gonna we got, um, you know, we've got we got this weekend off. Thank God. Um, we've got uh, Nashville at home. We've got Tampa at home. We've got Dallas on the road. Um, you know, Dallas gives us fits, but the other two, I mean, they're all winnable games. Um, I think that. The, the Greek tragedy in my mind is like we go seven and seven again and like lose some tiebreaker. And, yep. you know, it's like some point that we didn't get at the end of some, you know, bullshit like game what, that was already decided. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel good. I think we'll get there. Well, here's how I read it. If, if Dallas, like if, if everybody kind of plays the way they should play, you guys will be in because you have the, the, the winner against Atlanta, right? You beat Nashville, you beat Tampa, you lose to Dallas, Atlanta loses to Dallas. Atlanta loses to Raleigh, you guys are in. But if like Raleigh throws a game or something or Dallas doesn't beat Atlanta, you guys are probably out in that scenario. So it's not totally in your hands, but you need Dallas to help you out and Raleigh to help you out. I mean, or you thing, just beat Dallas. Yeah, I mean, we're going to beat Dallas. Um, the, thing, the thing that I know about Frisbee teams, especially Frisbee teams that are working with newer sets of guys, and Dallas and Raleigh are both doing that, is they don't they don't have the luxury of like taking games off. So Atlanta's a quality opponent, right? Um, it's an opportunity for them to get reps at full speed in the game situation. Um, so if I were them, if I were their coach, I'd be like, if you guys don't go out there and run 100% and win this game, like you're all cut, right? Because um, ah, that's saying. that's like they they can't. You only get 14 games. So so you're saying even though they might have Dallas might have it locked up, they're still going to play yeah. Atlanta full strength i mean if somebody's hurt like if somebody's borderline and it's you know the championship game and he would play in that game but maybe not like they'll they'll take care of their guys who are injured but otherwise they're they're going hard in the paint i have a question to what degree do you 
measure your self-worth <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of your career with the soul or athletic career in general? How important is it's a huge part of your life? Yeah. You have to you you know you train for it. You you are part of number of teams on mm-hmm. an elite level. Cracks second beer. But I'm supposed you, to crack it on the mic, by the way. But you the uh, next one. You know, it's not the only thing you do. You you have another job. So where does it fit in in your life? <clears throat> you mean frisbee in general, or just the soul? Because you have soul double wide. But I'm really talking about like how you measure. Like, does it does it really? Do you take it really to heart? In certain way, if you fuck up. You look at your life and think, like, come on, I, I gotta do. Or when you do great, do you just be like, I am a fucking god? Yeah, it's it's taken me a while to like have an answer to this question. Um, I've been playing Ultimate for um, what year is it? 2018? 12 years. Um, so it's been a big part of my life for a long time, right? Like more than a third of my life, I've been doing this at something resembling a high level I, I don't think you know what you know my freshman year of ultimate you would call high level frisbee but um so and, and there's actually a funny anecdote i'm 99% sure that my my buddy henry conker who lives in colorado does not listen to this podcast <laughs> but in the event he does what's up henry uh i have a a story to tell from regionals 2 years ago the year 2016 double wide right so this was the team that was kind of this was the year that hip also went to nationals so we had kind of split the talent in texas between hip and double wide um and that year the south central had three bids to regionals and um i've told a story to guys on that team before around how like obviously there was like a crazy ending to that that regionals where we like barely beat inception because of like some miracle huck from muffin that like we shouldn't have come down with like right before the cap um and that in and of itself is a miracle. But there was a time when we were like barely beating this like, you know, mid-tier sectional team from Arkansas called Dreadnought. And uh, this was in the backdoor bracket after we like lost the universe point game to hip. Um, and we're like, you know, obviously it's an emotional game. We knew that they were a good team. There was no shame in losing to them. Um, but now we had like a lot of work to do to get to nationals all of a sudden. And it started with beating the Strednaut team. And we're up like maybe a break, maybe on serve in the first half. And like Bravo is just going and like shitting on whoever they're shitting on to like, you know, cement their <laughs> their place in nationals. And we, we happen to be sharing a sideline. Um, and Henry looks over at, and you know, you, you do the thing on the sideline that you do with other ultimate players. You're, you know, chit chat, and you're like, "How's it going? What's the score? Yada yada. Uh, how you playing? Whatever." Um, and I tell Henry what our situation is, and he knows that we've like just lost the hip, and he knows that like we now have this like big fight ahead of us to uh, to get to nationals. I'll, I'll never forget what he said. He was like, "I told him what the situation was. We were like, you know, barely up a break on Treadnought. He's like, "Man, am I an ultimate play- player?" Do I measure myself as as an ultimate player? Is that like what I am in life? Yeah. Um, and he was like joking, but it weighed pretty heavy on me there yeah, for a while. Yeah, oh man! Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess that's the question I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like the I, I forget what the the nature of the question was, but of course you take it seriously. If you didn't take it seriously, you wouldn't you know be up early working out. You know you wouldn't be throwing you know five six times a day. You wouldn't like you know do all the things that we do to be good at this sport. Um, so obviously you care. Um, I, I've also kind of come around and this changed for me when I started like leading some of these teams. So when I was a captain of double wide, for example, and, um, more recently of the soul, there are things that are like outside of your control, right? 
And there are things that are inside of your control that will just go wrong some amount of the time, right? So like the way I look at ultimate now is like you are preparing yourself to give yourself the best possible chance to win. And even if we walk out there and, you know, we're a 60-40 matchup against, you know, whatever the team it is, Atlanta, right? Four times out of 10, we're going to lose. That's just going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And if I make an in-cut and I like go to pancake catch it and I drop it, 99 times out of 100, I catch it. One time out of 100, I don't. That's the nature of like being a thing that exists in the universe, I think. <laughs> so um, The philosopher is coming out. So. Yeah. This is, this I is love it. Everything I would hope for and more. <laughs> so, you know, yes, I take it seriously. I want to win. I think that when I go out there and, um, you know, it doesn't go our way or we don't meet expectations or um, the converse, right? Like we pull off something that we didn't think we, we, we could cut, uh, could have pulled off. Um, I'm like, man, like what, what could I have done differently to, um, like make our chances a little bit better or like, how could I make it so that it's like, wasn't so close a game next time. Um, and, and that's why you prepare, right? Cause like, it's, you know, game of inches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DJ's answer to that question after the last game, the, the loss, I was like, how DJ nice game was, we fucking suck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, that was straight off the field, though. Uh-huh. If I asked DJ well, that question about, like, is he, uh, you know, what does he measure his self-worth? He'd be like, I don't know. I drive a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, not, not, a very, not a very special car. <laughs> I still listen to like a lot of pop punk, you know. So yeah, I'm not really, really like, sure. There are a lot of guys with that musical interest on our team. I funny. know. Yeah. That's what I'm finding out. I we love gotta, it. We gotta do something about that. <laughs> I mean, I, I got nothing against Blink 182. Some of Hollering's music, I'm like, what are you doing? God, now I'm in trouble with Hollering again. <laughs> Fuck. Just keep digging <laughs> that nice hole, man. Hollering. Damn it. All right, um, well, I, I, at the risk of making this really plummet, I have to go get a prop for the next segment. Okay. Oh I'm going to ask him a I, couple more things. I grabbed a prop for my segment. Oh, can I ask one more question? Do I get a segment? I don't have any props. Only if you have a prop. Uh, uh, yeah, you may ask a question. And what do you think is the difference? When, when we throw, like sometimes after a podcast, we'll throw with the guest for you know, a couple minutes. And, um, Flatty, you have some, you, you, I will say that you, you have this kind of thing off the throw but when you see someone really good throw it and the disc is coming at you it just looks different than you know a lot of people at pickup what do you think the difference is there's literally no difference except for the number of times we've done it just comfort the the how comfortable it looks visually Hmm. yeah i mean it's like you know you're wearing the grooves in in the old brain it's like I, uh, something. Yeah. I know with cross country, you you ran cross country, right? Yes. In high school, uh, like the best training you can do for cross country is just run more. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's no way to practice your form of running. It's just run. Yeah. And it seems like a similar thing with throwing. I mean, I know I've I've thrown just to fuck around most of my life, but it's made me a better thrower, uh, whether I like it or not. Yeah. You know. You and guys yeah. ever read the uh, the inner game of tennis? No. Mm. It's like a pamphlet. And get through it in an afternoon. Um, the the inner game of tennis, um, the 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 salient point from that. I don't know who the author is. Sorry, author of inner game of tennis. Um, 
is that you've got like two brains working back there. Athletes do. You've got the, the thinking like conscious brain, <clears throat> the one that says like, okay, let's go make this in cut and let's go catch this disc. And then, you know, I'm going to have to look off this guy who's poaching. So let me find the dump. <clears throat> and then there's the one that says like deep cut go and like throws the thing and like mm-hmm. it goes out there and you're not thinking about your mechanics. Right. Um, and it's when you start thinking about the mechanics that you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's when the body's like, oh yeah, I got to get this disc there. Right. Right. That's like muscle memory. Right. Um, and so you're never going to be able to like get all of the mechanics downloaded into like the brain one, the one that's really conscious and thinking about what it needs to do in the game situation because stuff is happening too fast. Um, and so getting like the second brain, the brain that's like, yeah, like I just got to make this thing happen on a field right now to a place where it can do it like automatically. There's a lot of crossover actually with, with uh, playing music, right, Flatty? Definitely. And there, I was watching a movie last oh, wait, night. Hold on, he's trying to break back in. I locked the door so we oh, can do good, that good, thing. Oh, good, good, good. Let's just, finish. We just like say bullshit, right? Remember? Like, let's oh, fucking yeah, yeah. get some drugs. Uh, let's, uh, fucking, let's find some hookers. Yeah. yeah. Sex. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Is is he the lawkeeper um, around? Yeah, here? he is. Just say Jesus. the things you don't want to do. Drugs, Damn it! Drugs, 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 sex, sex, rock and roll, sex, sex, drugs. Most, yeah. Okay. No, but let me. But one, one more you thing. Uh, I was watching this movie Ex Machina last night. Machina, good movie. And yeah, you, you, you seen it? Heck yeah, I love that one. So, and when he's talking about the Pollock painting on the wall, the Pollock painting. It's spelled, <laughs> spelled with an O. Yeah, I, actually, I, I had this conversation with a coworker of mine who spells it with an O. Yes, <laughs> oh. well, and then he says uh, the whole idea was just to automatic. Uh, what was it? Something about make automatic art with pure instinct and. Uh, free form and stuff like that. And if you asked, if you told an artist that he had to have a reason for every brushstroke he made on the canvas, he said it was a thought experiment. He's like, what would you think would happen? And the guy in the movie was like, he would never paint a single stroke. So I just, you can't, you know, a lot of it's got to be instinct. You have to think about it a little bit, but. Super interesting. So I just finished a, um, the, the Isaacson Da Vinci biography. I can't recommend it. Except insofar as I learned that Da Vinci was like not that way. Like, so Da Vinci would carry around these paintings for decades at a time and he would have like individual stroke, individual stroke. Really? Oh my God. Oh man. That's awful. (laughs) That is great. Man, once, did you guys notice right when Whammo left, the conversation just elevated? Seriously, we got (laughs) into a higher plane, man. I couldn't even find my prop. Dang it. We're fucking talking about Da Vinci in here. Hey, wait a second. Did you, did you went to private school, right? When? College, is Cornell private school? Uh, yeah. High school? No. Public? Public high school. (laughs) Right there, my man. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking public school pride. What up, dude? You got a weird... (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to leave that that private school realm. I gotta fake it. You we don't know? all have the that that cush prep school background, right? <laughs> he went to on a, a Guilty, choir baby. trip to Jamaica. I'm so privileged. I where grew where up are so you guys privileged. from? Nicety and I went to private school from pre-K through graduating. Whoa. Pre-K. Your brains are extremely valuable. Expensive. <laughs> yep. What do they call they you? Used to call me quarter mil. Yeah. <laughs> no. Here's what it is. We played a show in Panama City Beach with this great, uh, awesome musician who did a freestyle rap about the members of our band, and he went off on stage live. He went off on Hogue about, obviously, he's a bit of a jokester, has giant gaps in his knowledge, and also incredible brain power. And then, yeah, famously... <laughs> there's, like, so, there's, you, there's no daylight in my, in my knowledge. 
<laughs> Say, you want to try that one again? Airtight. Yeah, yeah. Airtight. Airtight. <laughs> Wait, what are those little windows no, anyway, called? Hey, call um, it, uh, or nice D quarter mill, because that's the value of his education. What are those those small windows in a I castle? I probably know. Yeah, yeah no, that's why I'm asking you guys. You shut up over there, Whammo. <laughs> this is for the f- smarties. Uh, in a castle, the side of a castle where the archers would shoot the arrows through, what are they called? They had a specific name for them. God, I, I you know I had this conversation with no, you didn't. with my girl the other day. No, but no, but close to it. Oh, okay. What are those things above it called? Those little um, turrets? Tur- turrets. I thought they were. I, I that's what I guess too. But are they parapets? Parapets. Yeah. A parapet's a thing. A, tu- a turret. <laughs> I thought was like a part of a machine gun They're, on top of a plane or something. Or is that a? I also I. <laughs> I also failed to brush up on my uh, castle. Your medieval <laughs> castle architecture yeah. knowledge. Oh man, that's a shame. You've been doing great so far. Yeah, I, see, I sent a message <laughs> to the group. Oh, uh, we got we got a backup. See you. Thanks Damn. for coming. Well, I wasn't able to find my prop, but since we're already on this stuff, we're gonna finally put it to rest. No time out. Walt's just texted. Me. Yeah, me too. You know what he said? What, what did, did he, he say, say to you? Okay, you want to say him at the same time? Wait, okay, wait, hold on. He texted me too, actually. Did he text you, Pollock? No. Oh, how about that? Uh, okay, <laughs> what are we gonna say it at the Walsh. same time? Three. Two, one. Sorry, Sorry I, I can't, can't make, make it, it over today. Today. <laughs> Mine said today. Did he? Mine say? says today. Okay. Mine says today. Dang. Why do you text us all individually? Why don't you just do a group? That's cool. Well, Walsh is weird. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh uh, well, here here was our, our question. We're gonna finally put to rest. This is uh, the feature number one of the pod. Here, it's gonna be Cornell versus Yale. Nice D versus Ethan Pollock. Yes. Trivia. Now, what I wanted to do is pull out our 1982 version of Trivial Pursuit, which I thought we had must still be at our parents' house. No. By the way, we're from Philadelphia. Got it. Thus, we're Eagles fans, not Jets fans. Mazel tov. Congratulations. Okay. What the fuck <laughs> <are> you guys? <laughs> Legitimately, I, so I'm a Mets, Jets, Knicks, and Rangers fan. The, the only one of those teams who have won a championship in my lifetime is the Rangers. I was five. Mike Richter. <laughs> Mike Richter. We grew up next door to Mike Richter. He's our neighbor. What a stud. Total Super stud. Quick Mike Richter nice D story. Yes. Love, hear it? Yeah, hear of course. It. I was playing street hockey. I was the goalie in the game. <laughs> I remember this. This is when the Rangers... No, this is when he was on the Olympics. ...were winning on their, all their shit. No, man. This was when Ben Haas lived there. Okay. And um, he had come home, and we were, this was after the season, and he comes over because we were playing right next door to him, and he just hangs out for a little bit, and we're all sort of whispering to each other, hey, Mike's here. Mike's home. <laughs> Mike's home. Yeah. And he comes over to me. Hey, man, you're a pretty good goalie. Uh, oh, you do, you have that, do you have that framed in your bedroom? Somewhere? Yeah. And then he threw me a towel. No, <laughs> that didn't happen. But um, uh, that's how we know you're a Jets oh, fan. Let's take this test. A Giants, friend, a Giants fan would not have congratulated us Eagles fans on the win. That's but true. They're... Jets fans are a little class above that. that that's the first time I've ever heard the word class used in the same <laughs> sentence as Jets fan. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so I wasn't able to find our 1982 version, so we're just going to go with an online quiz. Uh, Flatty's going to read the questions, but we'll, let's give them the option of the... Uh, Where's the buzzer? Is this just tr- like random tr- yeah, questions? Yeah, well, I'm gonna give you, we're going to give you guys... Okay, so crushed. here's the categories. You can choose the category, Ethan, since you're you know the guest. Would you like 10 questions about gardening? Ten questions about sports, ten questions about the arts, or uh, ten questions about books. Uh, I'm going to defer to my host. Okay. What do you want? Which category do you want to do? Deference. Just one category. We're going to do all ten from that category. Uh, dude, I wasn't listening. Was it? Uh, 
Jesus Christ. Is it the arts? Arts is one of them, Let's yes. do that one. Let's do the arts. Okay, 10 questions about the arts. You want me to ask them, and then you give the answer with this thing? <clears throat> well, this isn't what this is for. We're going to save siren that. Real quick. Okay. That's what I, the siren was going to be your buzzer. Oh. Okay. Question number one. Name the three primary colors. Purple, teal, and brown. I'm going to make my little score sheet here. Okay. In needlework, what does UFO refer to? Number three, question number three. Name the famous Russian ballet dancer who changed the face of modern ballet. Uh, I'm going to say this uh, the way. Okay, here we go. Uh, number four, what is the painting La Gioconda more usually known as? La Gioconda? Gioconda. La Gioconda. Gioconda. What is the painting La Gioconda more commonly known as? I bet. And this is, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm pretty sure you would win this if you were in this game. Yeah, I'm smart as fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm not and saying I you're not as smart. I went to a state school. I'm not. <laughs> and I went to a state school. Unrelated to the <laughs> Ivy Leaguers over here, I'm pretty sure you win this one. Yeah. Go ahead. You're good at well, crosswords as well. Which I am. Good. I love crosswords. C words, as I call them. C words. Uh, number five. <laughs> we we, we got to come back to the crossword thing at some point. Oh, we do? Oh, yeah, we love do. crosswords. Nice. Yeah, we got to get Chase in here, too. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Chase is a crossworder? Chase is a crossworder. Whoa. Chase has got a good backstory for his crossword, uh, crossword habit, too. Apparently, he's got a guy in his gym who does the crossword every morning, and he would, like, bounce questions off of him just to see oh. if, like, you know, the second brain happened to know it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, no, he's got into it. Okay. Let's have, well, we'll have a crossword party at some point. Anyway, go ahead. It'll be during our silent disco. Uh, what <laughs> number five? What does the term <laughs> piano mean? Is this like an IQ test? Or well, this isn't an yes, IQ test. Yes, it's Trivial Pursuit. It is basically. No, what is an IQ? Write test? your answer. All right. <laughs> answer, nice D. Name the Spanish artist, sculptor, and draftsman famous for co-founding the Cubist movement. How many valves? Does a trumpet have? Oh, come on. Valves? Or How many vowels? Valves. Valves. Should be. How many vowels? Yeah. <laughs> valves or vowels? Vowels. <laughs> How many vowels does the word trumpet have? <laughs> Number eight. Who painted how Sir Galahad, Sir Bors, and Sir Percival were fed with sangreal, but Sir Percival's sister died, by the way? Wait, 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 wait. I can't believe I made it through that without. Is there like a date on that painting? No. Ugh. No, no, no. This wait, is... Can you read it again? Yeah, hold on. So, honestly, after I say who painted, I'm just saying the name of the painting. Okay. And the name of the painting is ridiculous. So, number eight Who painted how Sir Galahad, Sir Bors, and Sir Percival were fed with Sangreal, but Sir Percival's sister died, by the way? <laughs> Oh man! After I say who painted, it's the title. <laughs> That's the title of the painting, and it's ridiculous. All right, you guys last are question. Not getting Here that one go. right. No, that's number nine. If you were painting with tempura, not tempura, which is the batter for <laughs> vegetables. Uh, okay, number nine. If you were painting with tempera, which or uh, what would you be using to bind together color pigments? Hmm. Interesting. This is not multiple choice. <laughs> Oh boy! Nice D chose the. Who chose the arts? This nice D did. Choice. I love this. Yeah, who chose? If this you're website? painting with Tempera, what would you be using to bind together color pigments? If your what was Pantera? If, you, <laughs> if your mother was Tempera. Tempera. How much right, would she, could she chuck? After ten. Yeah. Ten okay. That's our. Yeah, that's yeah, our please. game. No wait. We got one more. This is that was number nine. Oh, that was number nine. Okay, number ten. 
What is John Leach famous for making? What is John Leach famous for making? Mm, these were friggin' tough. These were stupid. Maybe we should have gone sports. Yeah, that's okay. Well, let's see what their answers are. John Leach? John Leach. Famous for making? Yeah, what is he famous for making? All right, let's get those answers, folks. Let's get these answers. Question number one. You guys can grade each other. You can grade your... No, okay, swap and grade each other. <sighs> Honor system? No, let's say no. Say no, you can't Honor read system's mine. fine. I yeah, guarantee it. it. Honor <laughs> system's fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay, question number one was name the three primary colors. They are red, yellow, and blue. Fuck! Yes, what did you have, Nice D? Well, I psyched myself out. Ethan, look at my thing on top. He wrote, he wrote yellow and, and crossed it out. And it seems to have blue twice. No, that's green. <laughs> 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 the third one is green because... Uh, in my in the editor, blue make green. What's your problem? I know, I know. (laughs) But in the green one, I mean, in the in the that's the first thing they teach you in Ivy League. I know, (laughs) Before we cover anything else, (laughs) all right. Well, that's it's RBG is a is a curve a color curve that's a constant. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. All right. So we got one one point for uh, Cornell, zero points for Yale. It's one nothing Cornell. Let's Um, go. In needlework, what does UFO stand for? Pollock, your answer. Quote, stupid question. Unquote. <laughs> okay. And nice D? I agree with that. I'm going to reach across the aisle and agree with that. But <laughs> I think... I think a political turn to this podcast. I think you cannot deny the correctness of this following oh, answer. Here we go. Okay. This is where it goes. Unidentified flying object. Wrong. It's wrong. First of all, I thought it was a trick question because that they, like everyone else... give him the point? What is it? It's an unfinished object. Uh, zero, zero. Object. Question One three. third of a point. Unfinished flying yep. object. Name, a, name the famous Russian ballet dancer who changed the face of modern ballet. <laughs> Number three, Pollock? I, so made up Russian name that I'm pretty sure is a person. Kalishnikov? That's a gun. A Kalishnikov? <laughs> is that a gun or a cocktail? I had Gorbachev. <laughs> 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 well, it's neither one of those. It's Rudolf Nureyev. Uh, zero, oh, zero. That would have been my next. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Next Question guess. number four. What is the painting La Gioconda more usually known as? The Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> I said the Last Supper. Oh, you were more in the right. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's, it's still wrong. It's the Mona Lisa. The oh, fuck. I should have known that. Yeah, we, we should have just guessed guess it. The most, well, just guess the most world's famous. most famous painting, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what does the term yeah. piano mean? Softly. Paul, I like that. I wrote key instrument. Oh, it means to play softly. Yeah! 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 My first correct answer in the game. Man, I thought this was going to be a 1-0 battle. <laughs> one to one. It's all one locked one. up at halftime <laughs> between Cornell and Yale. Low-scoring game, unsurprisingly. Uh, name the Spanish artist, sculptor. It's like most Cornell Yale basketball games. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yes, just like <laughs> sports game. Yeah. Uh, the Spanish artist, famous for co-founding the Cubist movement. It's Picasso, right? Picasso. You guys both got it right. Yeah, look at us. You guys gave you a fucking softball. My dude. backup was Antonio Banderas. But just so you know, I had a joke, an- a real answer, and a joke answer. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Uh, number seven, how many valves does a trumpet have, Mr. Pollock? Eight. How many? Three. Fail? The correct answer is, unfortunately, three. Oh, oh come on. No. Unfortunately. The fix is in. The fix might be in. I'm a, I'm a Cornell man. Oh, uh, no. I'm fucked on the rest of these. If you, yeah, same. I say, I, I'm so excited uh. to say this question again. Uh, number eight, 
who painted how Sir Galahad, Sir Bors, and Sir Percival were fed with Sangreal, but Sir Percival's sister died, by the way. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, Raphael. I had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better guess. At least, okay, it's a three. It's a three-name name. It's Dante Gabriel Rossetti. It's a three. That. So, um, yeah, we'll give him partial. I got. I took, got a vibe from it, you know. Yeah. So I just that, threw a three-name. That name. plus the object one from the UFO, I think, is worth a full point. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you got you. an object. Yeah, I won't take it. All right, going into the last thank. two no, questions. Number nine. Uh, hey, we got Yale up by one. Going in the last yeah. two. If you were painting with tempera. Uh, what would you be using to bind together color pigments? I wrote, I forgot what you s- said, and it was just a blur, so I wrote sort of what was around me, music. Okay, no. Oil? Mmm, <laughs> also wrong. Oh. It's egg yolk. Egg yolk. Uh, that would have been, you know what, that would have been a good guess. Uh, you know, thinking about it a little bit more, it would have been a good guess. It's better than music. Final question. <laughs> <laughs> music. Binds together the color pigments? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what is John Leach famous for making? The Olympics. He made it to the Olympics. <laughs> it's a trick question. <laughs> sculpture? Oh, it's sort of like little sculptures in a specific shape. <laughs> round shape that holds things. If you were to say it, I would give it to you. I, I, what are these? Th- I don't know what these things are. It's kind of like balls, but it's not balls. Who's gonna say first? Baskets. It's not baskets. I don't even want to get it right at this point. Oh. Uh, seashells. What is it? Pottery. 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 Wow. <laughs> oh. There you have it. At a whopping thirty percent to twenty percent. Yale comes out on top of this one. I'm, pr- I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us <laughs> nice too. Day. Between yeah, us, we got seventy. Five percent of the answers. <laughs> that's that's the way it works. Um, okay, so in I have a feeling that Bonesaw, or I mean, Wham- so I have a feeling that Whammo's going to say that he's got to go. But I just had a few que- a few more questions. Uh, this is maybe a controversial question. Go for it. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna start the sentence and you finish it. Walsh is great and all, but I just wish he'd be worse at disc golf. Uh, well done, man. <clears throat> Stuck dude on played, Mars, uh, dude. Play. Apparently, I wasn't there. We we've been playing a lot of disc golf, not quite avidly, but getting there. Right. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. He he played Roy G to even par yesterday. Is the word on the street? Oh what? shit! So that's that's a t- that's a tough course to play wow. to even par. I didn't know he and was. He doesn't even... play a whole lot, or he's. Oh he oh he is these days. He's oh. uh, he's off from school, so it looks like okay. he's out there just yeah. about every day. Wolf's playing playing a lot of real golf. I bet. Oh, that's yeah. what he does. Yeah, yeah uh, I gotta take his money from him. I gotta take him take back out money. there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anything else? Oh yeah, no. I we, just uh, got a couple more. Oh, you two, got, yeah, two more. We have uh, rapid fire session too. You're stuck on Mars. Who do you pick to go talk to the aliens? On this the, is on anyone, team. or this is on, soul. The, on the team. On the soul. Who do I pick to go talk to the aliens? There's there's so much wrapped up in this question. Yep. <sighs> I mean, Tank is by far the most diplomatic human mm-hmm. probably on the planet. So you could take this from not just the soul and take it to, like, humans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> humans. Oh, P.S. About re the silent disco. Maybe we should have silent disco headphones available at the Soul Banquet this year. 
Banquet. Banquet. Out the soul banquet. <laughs> um, but just, you know, after, you know, after X says his stuff and the, all the shit is done, and we have a little silent disco party. Silent yeah. discos are always good. We because do. you can't, you can't, you know, make everyone happy all the time with the music, except at a silent disco. Right. It's true. Wait, do you get to choose your own music at a silent disco? They usually have, like, themes. So you have got, you've got, like, your, you know, pop punk theme for the, you know, everyone on the soul. You've got hip hop, whatever, for, you know, people who want to dance and so classical for Rory, I guess. This is how I see the silent <laughs> disco going down. Everyone's just super in the zone and all of a sudden everyone's on the EDM channel uh, because Bjorn switched him over to it. Uh, and he's just going around and slipping little tabs of ass in yeah, everyone's mouth yeah. and then kissing him on the mouth. Kissing him on the, the mouth and maybe the nose. Yeah. Little nose nose peck? Yeah, just Yeah, little oh, cookies. Right there. Um I got one more. Oh okay. I got one more. Uh who on the soul? is most likely to fall prey to a fake dating profile. Who's most likely to get catfished? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, this is good. He's thinking a a lot about it. I just don't want to be wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, Fake dating profile. It's got to be somebody who's single. I know know Hollerin is on that, that dating game, but I think he's good at it by now. I think he knows the... The uh, the the tuna from the catfish, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you gotta. That's a good expression <laughs> you just made up, by the way. You gotta know the tuna from the catfish. I was reaching for that one. I was rewatching an episode of uh, the Tokyo episode of Parts Unknown the other day, the Bourdain know. show. Do you know what um, the show that is? Yeah, Fine. Anthony Bourdain show. <clears throat> oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They just gave it new life on Netflix. Mm. Um, most likely, I mean, it's got to be Bjorn. Bjorn, yeah. like he's Bjorn. just so full of hope, yep. and he's you know he's single, and maybe. Oh yeah, or maybe I don't know, but that's that's what a what an adorable thing to say. So full of hope. He is. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it takes a, a certain optimism to approach approach life and like other people the way that he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah. He's a very he's a very outgoing, happy, optimistic person. Thanks, Coach Bjorn. <laughs> for everything. For everything. Ooh, can we do a Gregorian chant by saying Bjorn? Yeah. Extend it. Yeah. Ready? Wait, how does it be uh what is, is this the, like a yoga ohm? It's it's like an ohm, but they Oh, go someone takes the takes just a straight tone. Yeah. And then yeah, there's yeah. a floater. But we're doing a Bjorn. Okay, I'll just I'll just sit there. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll I'll take a fifth above you. You take a fifth above me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Bjorn. Bjorn. Let's do it again. Now you solo. Yeah, yeah. You solo though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ready? Three, four. Bjorn. I thought solo meant like by himself. Oh, <laughs> it usually it typically does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, solo yeah. with accompaniment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, want to join this time? Ready? Yeah. Three, two, four.
<laughs> you turned it into like a Native American <laughs> chant or something. Yeah. What's wrong with that? That was really nice, you guys. Oh, hey, I yeah. like that. So I used to play open mics in uh, New Mexico, and we would do the a, a fake vocal warm-up. Sometimes it would be a Gregorian chant. Oh, that's good. And uh, here, you got to hold this one. We used to do a bagpipe warm-up okay. every once in a while. I have to hold it? Yeah, so here, you want to do it with me? No. Okay. You plug your nose. And then you start Am going. I doing it too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you hold the mic. Because you got to use your other hand. <laughs> you just oh, start I'm chanting, man. At the right time. So you plug your nose with uh-huh. one hand, and you start going. <laughs> what? What kind, what kind of open mic was this? It was a, a very open mic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, I get music jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bow out there for a second. What did I miss aside from that? Dude, I, honestly, I'm taking a look. Probably the it's best too parts. much. We, yeah. we can't. Fair enough. Uh, can't walk it back for you. Do you have time to do a feature player, Pollock? you got to bounce. What's your time here? I, I've got nothing but time. It's Friday player. afternoon, man. All right. Well, here we are in the studio, by the way. We got Pollock in the studio. Who's the only dude wearing a soul hat? The Deester. The D. Making another play for top soul fan. Yeah, you know. We're about to do feature okay. play. Here's my here's my drill, my deal. I get I'm gonna <laughs> say feature player, then I gotta split. Okay. okay. So and then we'll okay. finish up feature player. So here's the rules for you and any new new listener. Uh I maybe won the last one. Still up in the air. Somebody said you won. We go around. Who says the best feature player? Yeah. I'm just saying. I think Lascorn said it or something. He, his opinion carries a lot of weight. <laughs> sure does. Uh, so, <laughs> well, first we need to decide who our feature player is for his today's game. dad bod carries a lot of weight, that <laughs> oh, asshole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucker. I'm coming for you, Lascorn. Dad, dad. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, is there a player you'd like to feature on your team? I yes, I always love to feature Doug Richardson. Oh, that's, that was oh, a great one. Right. He played a great that's game. Love D Rich. Uh, yes, all right, sir. so you go first, Darren Nice D. What I know? Oh, to, oh, okay. <laughs> We're waiting. <laughs> God, I just I'm fucking suck at this game now. There was a day, there was a time when I was good at it, but everyone started to say I sucked, and that my thing wasn't working. My whole approach to it, the super high sort of. Just go for it. All right. Featured player. Why? Why is that your approach? I've never understood. Can I can I tell you guys? I, I, I've listened to the podcast now. What you know for long time listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> I've never understood this this intro to this segment. I'm gonna tell you why. Mm. I watched a lot of baseball growing up. A lot of summertime day games, real dog days of summer baseball. This is not how they do the featured player thing. <laughs> You have two. You. Go. Thank you. They have. Th- <laughs> <Yes>. Go. <laughs> there, there are two things. You've got the like movie trailer announcer, the guy with the deep voice, like coming this summer to a theater near. You've got that guy. It feels like that's what you guys are going for with the featured player thing. That's fine. That's one angle. You get that for like the NBA finals, the Super Bowl, right? The featured player you get 99 times out of 100 is like Gary Cohn doing the Mets broadcast, bored out of his fucking mind because he's been in the booth with Keith Hernandez for 800 hours at this <laughs> wow, point. this is a great lead up to your future player. And, you know, Gary Cohn knows that he has to, like, you know, 
pimp like Domino's Pizza or John's Vacuum Service or whatever it is. And he's like, all right, today's Future Player is brought to you by John's Vacuum Service. Call John's for all your vacuum needs. It's uh, <laughs> that, That's oh, how they do so it. Is that, your, is that it? That was good. That's that was how they really do it. Um, so well, I've got to give you a sponsor, and then you got to say that today's Future yeah, Player, yeah. just like that, is Doug <laughs> Richardson. Uh, your sponsor today, though, is... Uh, is uh, Dirty Mike's Wax and Clean. <laughs> All right. Here it is. Here it is. Dirty Mike, he probably listens to this. Yep. Um, well, you know, the uh, David Wright grounds out the third for the 15th time in this inning. Um, today's future player, you know, we're, we're going to the bottom of the night. Today's future player is Doug Richardson, brought to you by Dirty Mike's Wax and Clean. Dirty Mike's Wax and Clean. Wax and clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's a really novel fun. take oh, and a really... I don't know how to follow that up. Really, just an oddball out of left field one. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you guys want to mix it up, I know uh, it's a go-to. Okay, you want to give me a sponsor? That's, no, that's your entry. This right is right the, I'm taking that as your entry. Really, like, wow. So now that, I was, to, that was really, really fucking good. Now i got to figure <laughs> out how to come after that one. All it takes uh, is a five-minute preamble. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, fuck. Let's go. <laughs> All right. uh, <laughs> hey, there we go. To round out the third quarter, it looks like Pollock's going to reel in another deep shot from Cunningham. It's uh, been quite a game for Pollock. He's had 13 turnovers, 13 <laughs> catches for scores, and, of course, he did down that entire bag of popcorn in between quarters one and two. Hey, which brings us to the Marshall Amplifier's player of the game. It's Doug Richardson today. Doug's had a great season and a great game last week. Uh, Marshall Amplifiers, of course, your hometown amplifier retailer for over 35 years. Give it up for Doug and give it up for Marshall Amplifiers for all their sponsorship help. Well, he just took it and ran with it. I think... Ethan gets an assist on your Absolutely. victory. And I would have never thought to do it like that. I mean, neither. I'm, and I'm, I'm calling just it a victory already. But uh, Whammo, you don't even I'm need not, I'm to folding. do it. I'm folding. I'm out. Yeah, you would be a fool to do to try anything. <laughs> Unless anybody has a good sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I like Hate Made Marshall a hometown. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, this is, we're uh, we're 65 years near your local hokey right dokey amplifier company. <laughs> Well, let's move on to our actual feature player since, you know, I'm obviously not going to win this one. Uh, Doug Richardson, he had a great game last game, first of all. He made, uh, like, a bunch of layout Ds. I thought he broke his shoulder joint at one point. Same. Came back in there. I mean, landed real hard. Yeah. Uh, why did you want to choose Doug as our feature player? Doug is the kind of guy who never gets the glory <clears throat> on, a, on an ultimate team. You always have guys like Doug who do – Hard, unsexy things. It's true. Break the mark to, like, swing the disc, right? There are sexy breaks and there are unsexy breaks. Doug makes unsexy, necessary breaks. Another another guy, you know, Bobby Lewis is slinging the disc around a little bit more. He makes hard, unsexy throws a lot of the time to keep offenses moving. Um, Doug does a lot of that. Doug takes tough defensive matchups. He generates these in a way that, you know, few guys on the team do. That's probably the hardest thing in the world to do at the highest level is to generate defense. Um, did some cool stuff this past week. Of course, that's awesome. I love to see that. The fans love to see that. That's not like what wins Frisbee games, like the stuff that Doug does that's hard and that no one else in the field necessarily wants to do because, fuck, I mean, I, I did it this past weekend. I had to make one of those hard swings to Rory, and I popped it 25 feet above his head. Um <laughs> That throw has to go up, right? Yeah. That's the that's the the kind of throw that keeps the offense moving. He makes a lot of those, um, and it's just like you know, hard hat, 
ultimate. It's the, you know, kind of stuff we were talking about before where like that's the unseen like practice rep where you just by yourself in a backyard, like throwing an IO flick at a goal a hundred times in a row. Um, so yeah. is that his MO? Like, does he prep a lot? Does he throw a lot or is he? Honestly, I don't know. I've never lived in the same city. I've never had the, you know, benefit of practicing with Doug, but he was the same way on double wide. He played on that, that 2016 double wide team that we were talking about. And just, you know, he's a, he's a grinder, man. He's a gamer. But he ends up on the D line a lot. Is that mostly because of the O line veteran thing we have, or otherwise, was he always a D line guy? I, I I don't know. Again, I didn't play with him in college. He he played at Wash U, I think. So we like never really would have seen him. I mean, I'm sure he was the kind of guy who played offense in college, right. or you know, played both ways. Um, it's hard to break into a to an O line, you know, especially on the, on a team like we have this year on the Soul. He played a lot of offense last year with us. Um, I was thinking, I was yeah. hurt for a lot of last yeah. year, but he and like Ryan Purcell. And Mitch and Waltz, that was kind of like the core of the O-line last year. Um, yeah. So how does he – he's not the fastest dude. He's like relatively average height for a, an athlete. How does he get those Ds? I mean, what is his – what's – Body positioning, fucking grit, duct tape. I don't know. What, what do you want me to tell you? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's putting yourself in the right spot. It's picking your spots. Um, I've never been one to generate a ton of D's. So if I had the, <laughs> the answer, I would tell you guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's never really been about the defense either for Doug. It's been about like doing the unsexy things that make offense happen. Throwing wise. Yeah. Yeah. He's fun to watch. He definitely has really just, you're right. He doesn't like, like, let's say Matt Bennett would be the opposite of that. He makes, makes the offense flow, but it with lots of really flashy throws, you know? And a lot of like sort of style to it, but Doug's always come out smooth and clean. He does break the mark with like that kind of like step out backhand that I can't do. You know, real low release seems to have it all, but doesn't do any of like the the flashy stuff. And he swings the disc to any of my teammates who are listening to this. <laughs> if it seems like I'm mad on the sideline, I'm not mad. I'm just I'm just waiting for someone to swing the disc. <laughs> and so that that's why. If I ever get invited onto this podcast again, my next featured player is going to be the next guy who throws a fucking swing. <laughs> uh, so. There's a guy like that at pickup who is Mark May. He's a Grandmasters player. And if you're open, then he'll throw it to you. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't try to like – he swings the disc. He throws to the open guy. He moves the disc. He doesn't sit there and hold it for a bunch of times looking for the flashy throw. And I feel like that might be a little bit of what you're getting at. Maybe. Uh, in the pro level. Maybe. <laughs> when we you do. say – Generate a D. Is, do you mean what do you mean exactly? Do you mean like a, a D not coming from uh, so much of a uh, offense mistake or slight mistake, but something that's just you impose your will on the offense and make it happen? Yeah, um, and it, you know, it, again, it doesn't necessarily need to be like a huge feat of athleticism. There are generated Ds that come from like smart mark positioning. Um, there are team generated D's, right? Like a team plays seven seconds of good team defense and no one's done anything, especially flashy, but everyone's just done their job. Um, that's a generated D. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. The, an, un, a non-generated D would be like, you know, the offense drops the disc on an in cut or something. Yeah. What was okay. it Matt just said at the beginning of the year and then when he was on the podcast or something else, he said he, he measures his success by, uh, how many throws this guy gets off or something like that, or how many catches he makes. Oh, Basically, he was saying, like, yeah, if you're anonymous throughout the game and your player is anonymous, that's, like, the best defensive game you can have. Yeah. Not like, I got this many Ds. It was like, my player caught the disc, you know, this few times. Yeah. Seems like Doug is a little bit in that zone. But he did – He this last game, he did generate a bunch of Ds. That, and he also generated a bunch of Ds that the offense somehow kept. 
Like he knocked a bunch of discs that they came down with. That did seem to oh, happen right. a lot. In that Super game. frustrating. Uh, speaking of frustrated, unrelated to Doug, what is the difference? Why why does Dallas have your guys' number? What is Ooh, the deal? I mean, you know those guys so team, well. Man. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's it's so much on the. It was it fifteen to zero or something, over three years. Like it's almost um, like it's that three years. They won the face. first four and the second four, and now three, so it's eleven. Okay, well, um, I mean that 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 first year that was just a stacked team. Like yeah, they okay. wound up winning the whole thing. Enough, yeah. um, I mean, I, there were games that we played them close. Um, you know, it's what did I say at the at the top of the show, right? Like you you play a team ten times, you're gonna win six of them. Yeah, we've lost a couple coin flips, I think, in there. Like the first game we played this year. Um, we kind of had them on the ropes and went to overtime, and that's right. They literally won the flip, right? They yeah. won the you know flip to start overtime. They got offense and they they held up wind. Um, the second one was a complete meltdown. That was one of the worst games I think we've ever played. Um, and this third one, they did some. I thought they did some smart things defensively um, to kind of take us out of our comfort zone. Like it was a really ugly game for the offense. Like yeah firmly on the offense that <laughs> that last game as a, a member of the blue line um i'll, I'll own up to that one um what was different yeah, what did well, they do all timed they i mean they kind of know I, I think they take really good advantage of knowing us yeah um like they you know especially having a lot of veteran guys they know the offense that we run like we run this kind of vert stack that's very heavy on movement off the front of the stack um you know i i would recommend you run this testimonial by Bigly to make sure I'm not giving away trade secrets here. <laughs> um, but like, I'm not saying any, anything that anybody who doesn't like watch some of the film wouldn't be able to pick up on themselves. Um, and you know, they, they've got athletes out there who like, they, they put them in the, the right positions and make things challenging for us. Did we do some bonehead stuff? Yeah, obviously. Um, but you know, that also, that's the kind of thing that looks like an unforced D, but like that emerges from an offensive frustration um, over the course of, you know, 20, 30 uh, throws or a couple points where you're not just getting those easy, like you draw up plays to put yourself in the, in the end zone after three throws when you don't get those, you know, over the course of the game, you get frustrated. Yeah. It's that intangible thing you hear people say, which is like, you know, they might move it all the way down. You don't get D, but you put a lot of pressure on that yeah. builds up over time. Eventually it boils over for that one crucial D, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of faith in it. You know, at the, but you play off ultimate, I imagine you start to see that pattern happen enough times that if, you know, you, you know they put that kind of defensive pressure on, at some point you're going to force that mistake or that frustration throw or whatever it, it may be. Uh, oh, man, we'll find out. We are going to be at the June 30th rematch game. Oh, yeah. Do you think In I Dallas? Can a, yeah. Let's go. Do you think I can get a ride? Are you guys riding back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Um, I like to do the there and back. Yeah, okay. it's not it's not the it's not the you know most nice thing to get in the car after those games. But yeah, I like no to doubt. sleep in my own bed. Nice D might need a ride. I might need a ride because he might be staying in Dallas. Well, the band is playing for one, so yeah. we're playing before the game, and then they're going to have kegs on the field and have a party afterwards. Whoa. We're playing at that until ten thirty, and then Doctor Flatball is playing in uh, the two finger tournament, which I might also play in on a different team. Yeah, so if you can give, if you guys can give me a ride, that'd be great. <laughs> all, all of my people call your people. <laughs> okay. Thanks for coming on the pod. It's been great to have you. We'll have to have a rematch of the uh, trivia that nobody can answer <laughs> contest. <laughs> that was wonderful. I'm glad we'll, the do, we'll do a, a, a crossword speed round, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a crossword speed round. We'll invite Chase. Thank you guys for having me. Can't wait till next time. Now you got to do the sold out thing because Flatball had to leave. Sold out.
Yeah. There it is. <laughs> I'm a soul fan.